Welcome, everybody, to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am Brian Thornton. I am, of course, joined by Josh Burns and a surprise visit from CJ Mellon. Hey, everybody. It's a me. Who Aww, just had his uh, Gwen Stacy baby. That was terrible. <laughs> it's it's funny because my notes say, insert clever, clever CJ joke here. And I don't, you're here. But I, I, I just changed CJ it to joke. insert clever CJ is here joke. Oh, well, you, here's, here it is, because you know what? I was worried that you wouldn't show up, not because of the baby, but because when we went to that science expo two weeks ago, you were complaining that something bit you, and you, I didn't see you for a couple of days. <laughs> I was worried that you wouldn't be showing up. Those capuchin monkeys, I'll tell you, they do not <laughs> like to be trifled with when you take their bananas, but uh, I, I, I am okay. I am in good health. That, that is good to hear. Josh, are you happy to see CJ? Um, I, I think it's a wondrous thing to have CJ with us for this evening. <laughs> I am obligated to tell you that this podcast is ad-free thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Support our show at patreon.com slash thatkindofnerd. Um, so let's start off this, uh, this week with some TV slash movie news. And I want to start with TV because uh, apparently what we have been talking about for – I mean, over a year. I mean, I want to say over a year ago, we were talking about the Assassin's Creed movie, and Josh was so poignant to say that this should be a television show and how great that would be. Way better than a movie, for sure. Absolutely. Well, Josh, someone is listening, (laughs) because Netflix has announced that they are doing an Assassin's Creed animated series from the same guy who did the new Castlevania series that just launched on Netflix this past week, gotten a lot of really great reviews. Um, so what do you guys think of that? You know, it's halfway to the dream that we talked about, right? Uh, Josh was talking about having a live action thing where we can rotate out, ro- uh, rotate out major stars. And it's easy to do that with voice work. Uh, but, uh, you know, animated is a little different. I-, I think, though, you can get away with a lot of jaw-dropping fight scenes and physics that don't make any sense because it's animated, uh, which also means faster turnaround times. Uh, so it sounds cool. It's half of what we were promised. Uh, I'll definitely check it out, though. I think that's that's totally worth my time. Less excited about animated series. Um, still excited that it's Assassin's Creed and what the potential is there, knowing that Netflix um, has a, a whole roster of stars that are willing to do really whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's but, that's good stuff. But besides Castlevania, I I honestly can't even tell you any other animated thing. Oh, that Bojack Netflix Horseman has done. is like super popular. So is F is for Family, and um, um, they do some kids shows too, some kids animated yeah, stuff like Home do, and things like that. They do a, ton, they do a ton of animated stuff. I mean, I will say this: I, I I'm excited by the fact because I think the concept is an amazing concept. I think it works so much better as TV arcs, as Josh was so nice to point out to us. Um, I think animated, I mean, as much as I, I wanted to see live action, I think it's the route to go. Because just like CJ said, you can get away with some really cool fight scenes, some things that would either A, cost a ton of money in stunt work, or B, just couldn't be feasible in you know live action. You can do some really cool stuff in animation and get away with it because right. there's you know that disbelief there. Um, I'm excited. Definitely going to check it out. I, I still have to check out Castlevania. I, I've been hearing really great reviews, so I think it's going to be good. While you fools are out there listening, I have only two other things to say. App-based gaming, always. <laughs> and Aaron Paul Ghost Rider. I was just about to say, can we get animated Aaron Paul Ghost No, 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 no. No? Don't animate oh. it. Oh, oh, God. We need, we need him to, f- to so flame, flame out. like in, in. We went scratching at the door and then yes. him turning oh, it Oh, yeah. yeah. I want all that shit. All right. If there is a scene of Aaron Paul actually yeah, scratching, scratching physically at, the- at a door, that would be amazing. Just to make He's fun of Nick Cage. scratching at the door. That'd be fantastic. Um, so, so in other TV news, uh, I mean, everybody should know by this point that Game of Thrones did premiere uh, yesterday on Sunday, its first episode of season seven. Uh, we will be covering it in that kind of nerd um, over here uh, about a week late. So you guys are going to be able to have time to watch the episodes and kind of watch along with us as we commentate. Uh, but in that same vein, there's a Game of Thrones chat box uh, that will actually help you catch up with everything that you might have forgotten from the first six seasons of Game of Thrones. And this is really good, I gotta say, for people like me who forgot who Longclaw was while Dude, I was talking to Josh yesterday. Dude, you almost got crucified in, <laughs> in a text thread. Like, Lloyd was seriously about to go hard on you. It was bad. See, now, if I knew about this before we started recording, I could have gone on the to chat, this the uh, chat site. Where, where you and I... 
just would have gotten caught up on everything, which is fantastic. What do you guys think of this service, especially with a show like this? Yeah, my wife and I were just talking about like what were the like what were the the, the last things that happened? What happened in the last season? And first off, if, if you stump the the chatbot, it's hilarious. He goes, "I don't know, but do you want to see pictures of Jon Snow as a teenager?" And then it like shows you random like you know pictures of, of Kid Harrington. Um, it it's really cool. It can give you some summaries. It can tell you who you know who is this character, what does this person do, where is this at. Uh, I found it to be very helpful since I wanted to get prepped for Game of Thrones and and how that was happening. And uh, it's built inside of Facebook, you know, so you got to use Facebook, but whatever. Um, It's pretty funny. It's pretty active. Pretty cool. That's solid. I I don't know that uh, I would use it uh, because I did what everyone should do and just rewatch season six. I mean, that seems like that's the, the right thing to do. And I'm doing it right. I finished that last night, so I'm caught up. And I don't need a chat bot, but I think the chat bot's cool, but I'd rather everyone just rewatch season six like you should. I, I, I feel you, Josh, but I mean, for, for me, there's just so much that I have to watch, need to watch. I'm currently trying to get caught up on. I don't have 10 hours to devote to a show that I've already seen once. So, I mean, I think this is a, a perfect kind of idea for people, especially since there's so long between seasons, uh, especially for HBO shows. I think it's a great way to kind of catch up. Um, more importantly, what, what I'm wondering is, if you could do this with any other show, what would it be? Before we get there, can I float Can I float the craziest Game of Thrones theory that a buddy of mine were talking about earlier? Yeah, absolutely. Jamie kills Cersei, episode one. Oh, wow. She did what the Mad King threatened to do before he drove a sword through him, and now all his children are dead. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't reject the premise of him doing that. I, I, I find season, I mean, episode one, uh, uh, rough place to do it. They've but been I building for past. seven seasons, <laughs> and since I when have put it past Game of Thrones? Since when have they done anything expected? Yeah, very true. Very true. So he's going on out on a le- and look. The half the reason I rewatched the last season was because I had to prep for my Game of Thrones draft. <laughs> oh, is that happening again? Well, uh, no, you didn't join. You got an uh, invite. You didn't join. Uh, I didn't even see the email. I'm sorry, you bastard. So the league has grown to twelve owners, and it's uh, I. I my team is a team has no name. <laughs> <laughs> So, going back to the original question, if you could have a, a, a chatbot that could refresh everything that you might have forgotten, what show would you use this for? West Wing. Oh, no, because, you know, West there's Wing? There's the West Wing Weekly, and, I mean, that's a... Well, what I want is it to define, like, the law they're talking about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Happening. And if um, not that, then Doctor Who. You just need Schoolhouse Rock for that part. <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. Oh, Oh, Westworld. All of the shows. Do all of the shows. <laughs> Can they do all the shows? I feel like Westworld was one of the toughest ones to keep track of. I think Westworld would be a good idea, especially since we don't get a new season until 2018. Right. But see, that's the thing. There's only one one season that has to recap. With Game of Thrones, it has like six that it needs to do. So it needs to have a whole and wealth of And it's a pretty knowledge. big universe. Yeah, and, and things can get lost pretty quickly. So it's really about who a show that's got a lot of characters, a lot of subplots going on to it, and and a lot of seasons. I'm not hearing any ideas. For I'm thinking shows, like okay. The Sopranos would be nice to to have mm. some refreshers as you kind of binge watch it. Really? Ah, no, not really. It seems pretty. Yeah, it seems pretty no, easy. No, you're right. What? I don't know, man. You stole me. I, I don't. I don't Seinfeld? know. Seinfeld? Can we use it for Seinfeld? That seems <laughs> but, but, like it the, would work. But what was last Seinfeld's episode about? Not episodic. What, what was last episode about? Nothing. The show is about nothing. Yeah, but it's got all kinds of characters. It's pretty big. You know, New York City's a big place. I I would honestly think movies. I think this would be great for like Lord of the Rings because I like. I watch Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I still don't right, know. So like Star Wars and the expanded. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. Like movies. Right. I think this would be like something that's okay. big. It's got a big so universe. TV show. Then Star Trek. Yeah. Maybe something yeah. for like the Marvel universe or something for the DC universe, stuff like that. Maybe a comic book one, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think, I think that would be helpful. I think it would be helpful for the entire Berlanti verse. What oh, if I could like yeah. just catch up yeah. for Supergirl, perfect. Flash, perfect. Legends, and Arrow? There I you go. I thought that would be a good idea. No, you're so handsome and smart. Look at you, I you know, double right? threat. I pose good questions, and I have answers to those good questions. <laughs> I just, I drink and I know things. So, 
Um, speaking of good questions, uh, I was, you know, trolling the interwebs, and this is in the realm of movies. I, I saw several articles that Disney is casting their live action remake of Aladdin, and they're having issues casting, especially the main character, especially Aladdin. Never fear. To, to which I said, you know what was really fun? That time me and Josh were at a bar and we decided to just cast random movies. So I wanted to ask Josh and CJ, cast this. So if you could cast Aladdin, the new live action remake that's supposed to be coming out. Let me let me lay down some ground rules real quick for the for the listeners. I, 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 this is truly about who, what actor you think is going to be best. Not, it, it has nothing to do with any of the the superficial stuff. But okay. more importantly, so we don't have to, we don't have to abide by ethnicity or worry about someone saying we're whitewashing. Yeah, that's right. my biggest fear. That, okay, that's the that's the biggest fear with a movie like this. Okay. And I, I, I'm my ground rule is do just not cut this. As, I don't care as an actor. Okay, I it's won't about cut quality. It. Right, it's about quality as an actor Good. who can perform the way you, you want them to perform in okay. that movie. So we're sticking to the main characters. And by main characters, I mean Aladdin, Princess Jasmine, the genie, Iago, and Jafar. Abu doesn't talk. The sultan is fine, kind of ancillary. Accepted. So those characters. Also, uh, I couldn't just cast it once. <laughs> I did it twice, and I did it in a way that I thought would be sort of... Higher so, so, budget and lower, slightly lower budget. So let me do this real quick because I got thrown. I, I didn't know it was even coming on this this episode. We, so this okay, guy. We're going to so do this we'll, one at we'll, a time, we'll, though. We'll do it oh, one okay. at a time. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I posed the question and then I spent all day thinking about you it. And everybody I thought of, I was like, well, yeah, they would be great like 10 years ago because they need to be young. No, like, no, no, thinking, no, 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 no. No, no, no. See, you I disagree said, with that. They don't have to be young. You just said we could suspend that shit. Okay. All right. So I did I, a little bit. You're not a lot, right. but a little bit. Touche, sir. Okay. So, but they need to be able to sing. They need to be able to dance, and they need to be able to basically be those characters. I think I, dude. I think I nailed it. All I right. think I, I nailed got a few. it I'm, twice. I'm pretty happy about it. All right. All right. I want. I want to hear it, Josh. Let's so, go. so let's hear. Let's hear one of your cast lists real quick. Well, n- name the character. Uh, so let's go with Aladdin. Let's just start right off the bat. With I the main will. Character. I will go high budget first, and then low budget second. Okay. All right. Who's your high budget Aladdin? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. Yeah, he's definitely got the acting and singing chops and dancing and and, and scrappy sort of fighty street guy. Right, he's right. Got yeah. That too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, lower. Well, what if I didn't have the kind of money? What's your low low budget? Logan choice? Lerman. Who? Logan Lerman. He was um, Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Oh. Yeah. All, right. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 CJ, have you thought of an Aladdin yet? <laughs> yeah, so um, again, I'm, I had maybe five minutes to get excuses, ready. Excuses, you had excuses. Skylar Aston, uh, he's from Pitch Perfect, and he was from Glee. I don't hate it. I don't hate it because I don't of hate the it. singing. I yep. hate it because I don't see him as a scrappy street kid. I think you can rough him up a little bit. I, I like him That's because he's so for. witty and so quick. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking long and hard, and, and Aladdin was the one I was having so much trouble with. I, and I couldn't believe I didn't think of it at first. So there is the there's the uh, character uh, who plays Liz's friend and, and morgue director in iZombie. And I'm drawing a blank on his real name. Oh, that guy? Um, yeah. Uh, I think he's funny enough. I, I think, I mean, I'm not sure about his singing jobs. Uh, his name is Rahul Kohli. Um, I think he might be pretty good. But then I thought, well, maybe he's too old. And then the other thought I had was Rami Malek from I, uh, Mr. Robot. So you were incorporating ethnicity. He was. Kind of I, was th- I was thinking all over the place. I just, dude, honestly, I just went, what would I want to see? And I, I, I don't disagree. Well, I don't know about the iZombie thing, but it seems way lower budge than any, any <laughs> it of is. the other choices. It is. Yeah. Rami Malek, I'd probably be okay with as a selection, except he doesn't seem very charismatic. So. I mean, when you, have you seen. Need for, have you seen the Need for Speed movie? No. He's he's a completely different person than what you would see in the Mr. Robot. He was so he's Egyptian actually an actor and that's not him in the movie because I'm I'm convinced that yeah. he's actually yeah. it's not it's not him. He is indeed acting. I'm convinced he's Mr. Robot. <laughs> so what about Princess Jasmine? Who, who 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 let's start with Josh? Who do you got for Princess Jasmine? High budget is Haley Steinfeld. I actually love that choice. Damn it. That's In really fact, good. I love that choice so much. I'm making it my choice. <laughs> Low budget is Vanessa Hudgens. 
That's that's okay. really good. I love both of those choices. Damn it, that's really good. I'd be okay with either one. Oh, CJ, I'm actually this is my game. Oh, here. I know it is. I I'm I'm out of my I'm out of my realm with this because here's the thing, and I I've been binge watching. Don't say Mila Kunis. Don't say Mila Kunis. Oh no 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 no! I've been binge watching uh, Royal Pains on Netflix, the the old uh, USA show, and the actress who plays Divya, uh, she can actually sing really well, um, and she's pretty pretty rebellious at times. Her name is uh, Reshma Shetty. Uh, Happens to to fit the the you know the other criteria, but I think she would actually carry the role pretty well okay so i love both of your choices but i did think of priyanka chopra who is on quantico and it was in baywatch oh, oh yeah i don't hate that choice either i just and I, every time i look at her i kind of think princess so jasmine you've set the bar i know twice now like super <laughs> low why well, because why you, i should i should go first because my choices are kind of garbage i gotta tell you to john favreau would not be okay with any of this <laughs> no no this is why i'm not in the in the movie business yet i, I have i have to learn i still have so much all to right learn. who's next um so next on the list let, let's go with let's go with our main antagonist let's talk about jafar hmm. who should be uh, jafar? This, this is easy Ryan, you go first I, <laughs> um I thought Willem Dafoe right off the bat Willem for some Dafoe. odd reason. All right, fair enough. I think he can. I think he can Acceptable. do creepy. CJ, I am in. Uh, <laughs> I'm invoking a little bit of time travel and Tim Curry. Okay, you know what's funny is I I immediately thought Tim Curry and then I went that's a shit choice. I'll get a better one and I got two. <laughs> um, and and I think here's the problem with this character. They're both high budget, but I could not decide. Okay. Okay. My first choice and immediate thought was Mahershala Ali, who played. Oh, I gotta... Who right? He was in Moonlight, but he he in yep. in in uh in Luke Cage he was. I have I have to change mouth. my window done. Okay. Oh, Cottonmouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. And Most my definitely. second choice is Crumpty Bump Slapty Back. I want to change mine to be Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh no. Jafar is insane. I think he's a little too short. I think you'd have to put some stilts Look, on him. Oh, but I think that, that's Mahershala no Ali or Benedict Cumberbatch. Pick one. <laughs> but is Benedict Cumberbatch going to mocap the scene where he turns into the big serpent genie thing? Because he loves to mocap. I don't know. I, I right. can't. I can't tell you. So Benedict Slapperbatch. Gotcha. Crumpy uh, bump. Slapty back. Let's do our, our last two. Let's let's talk about the the obviously there are going to be voices because these characters would be CGI in a live action film. Let's start with the genie. I nailed this. Who was played by the late great Robin Williams? I don't know I, how you could ever replace him. I nailed it. I I didn't. I, I I recast, but I I didn't. Go ahead. I want to hear this because I put. I want to. I want to hear Josh's because I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't have anybody. I couldn't think of anybody better. Please. So who do you got, Josh? High high budget Neil Patrick Harris. Low okay. budget Brad Garrett. I had Russell Peters. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I just hate Russell Peters. That's my only thing with it. Somebody going to get a hurt real bad. Just saying. No. That's all I had. All right. And, and finally, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Iago, Jafar's sidekick and talking parrot. I will go first because I don't care if this is supposed to be new. You have to have Gilbert Gottfried. No matter what, I, he's got a voice. I disagree. Again. I went with John Mulaney because oh, the, the comedian. Yeah, he okay. would be perfect. Yeah, I, I don't like him at all. Uh, I, I because I watched his Netflix special and I hated it. Uh, I thought I think he's great. I had high budget Chris Rock, low budget Chris Tucker. <laughs> low budget, by the way, I like <laughs> Chris Tucker's in low budget because that's where he belongs. Well. Look, I'm just saying, crazy no, voices you, no, in this yeah, generation, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, I couldn't think of anybody, like, other than Eddie Murphy, but then I thought that's not really this generation. So, right. Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, I've recast it twice. It got studios, you could you could pay a lot or way less. Either way, here's your cast. You could, I can now understand why Disney and anyone else is having such a hard time casting these roles. Because I had a difficult time doing it. Too. It's it's rough. And 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 honestly, the genie, holy crap. I mean, you got to go to your Broadway cast and you've got to just pull that unknown kid who's who's been doing it for a while and just put them on the stage because you can't my, pull in the star. That my star's first, crumble my under first that pressure. thought was Nathan Lane. And then I went, mm, nah. probably not quite 
young enough. And then I, I immediately went to Neil Patrick Harris because he can do all that. Yeah. In a way that's relatable and funny. Yeah. I, look, nobody, I, nobody's ever going to be Robin Williams. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody ever. Not ever in any How role about this? ever. Don't change any dialogue from Robin Williams. Just use all just the cans out that dialogue. Yeah. Right. They still have, like, I'm sure cut audio and stuff they could use for that, too. Oh, yeah. And the only other guy right. I can think of that for that role is, is The Rock, but... That's what I said, and Jenny was like, nope. He doesn't do all the voices, the so you can't do right. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was my fun little game of Cast This. I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> Brian just made a segment. We're going to do that again. I did just make a segment. Make Honestly, if, if you know of a movie that is coming out, or even a movie from the past that you want us to cast, you know, feel free to reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know... Josh and I love doing this stuff, so we'll we'll have no problem doing that every week. I'm terrible at this. Over a drink or two. Exactly. Um, but now it's that time of the show where we talk about the world of comics and how it's affecting TV and movies, but apparently most effe- importantly, how it's affecting me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. All right, this is your spoiler alert. We are going to be discussing Spider-Man Homecoming, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, first off, shame on you. Secondly, go to our show notes, and you can find our timestamp so you can head and just skip past this discussion. It's just going to be spoiler-ridden. Let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Just right <sighs> off the bat, CJ just saw it. I've seen it a couple times. Josh saw it with me. It was glorious. I could talk about this movie for an hour and a half by myself. I, so. Yeah, yeah, I... I, the only thing I will say before I get what you two fine gentlemen's opinion was, was I walked into work the next day and everybody was asking me how it was. And one person looked at me and said, you're oddly quiet. I'm a little worried about this movie. <laughs> and I realized at that moment that I was keeping it in because I had to talk about it at the podcast. In my brain, CJ put the <laughs> gag order on me. A gag just order un- in your like, actual life. He didn't even life. say anything. It just happened. It's so that upset bro. me a little bit. But that being said, I want to hear what you guys think about it before I start to just nerd rage all, all over how much I love this movie. Go. Best, best Spider-Man, best Spider-Man ever. Best Spider-Man ever. One of the best comic book movies ever. I mean, I'm even going back to like classic it, Reeve Superman better uh, than. Okay. I mean, it's the best. It is It is one of the best of the current run, even yes. though it's not, you know, necessarily Marvel. It's Sony. Um, but it's up there with all the new Marvel stuff. Can, so I want to I remark on that real quick. I want you to, to look at how much time the Sony logo right and stuff came on the screen it was like half a half a minute right and then marvel right their whole title sequence is like 8 hours long which it was the awesome most, that, but that that title way. sequence was the best marvel sequence yeah. i've ever seen and it, then it had the spider man theme uh, he, yeah. he, this movie brian was, chuckled like an idiot <laughs> he did he did he ch- as soon as as soon as he realized the song that was yep. playing he went ha, 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 like, yep. an, like an idiot I, I, I gotta tell you here, here's the thing bottom line is it, it it wasn't a paint by numbers superhero movie it didn't include all of the stuff that we've seen a million times within spider-man in a good way and it also made sure that just you were able to to Basically, meet Peter for the first time, but know a lot about him. And all the fact that the, the, it says a, a film by Peter Parker at the top, and then you get that that like cell phone footage. That was cool. It it just really it gave you the idea that who this guy is. And and my my big takeaways are the are, are this. Um, it is one of the first times that we've had a, a perfect balance, in my opinion, of Peter Parker and Spider Man having them both represented in the correct way by the same actor it, it just it doesn't happen very often every year we say oh it is and then we look it back out on the time and then we nitpick it um the other part was um the action was was really cool because it wasn't a lot of punching people in the face it was a lot of dealing with the situation using your smarts um you know he only fought the the bank robber a little bit of shocker and then um he, the vulture but i didn't see him like punch a lot it was a lot of using your brain using the web shooters getting creative and avoiding hand to hand combat because you know that's not maybe his his skill set uh the humor was right on point and then i literally was shaking and had to be restrained 
when we saw what I presume and safely assume is the Iron Spider at the end of the movie. I'm literally like shaking in my seat and I audibly squeed. Audibly squeed. It was I I I I I have been wait I, like I was so frazzled and taken away by it. I, I just I couldn't even deal. So initial thoughts, right? From the very beginning, I was blown away. Uh and and not not because anything was particularly stunning or but I thought they did it well, right? No origin story, which we don't need. No Uncle Ben. We don't need it. We no get great it. Power, great right? responsibility. Right, right. None of that because we, we got it. We get it. We understand it. We don't need any more of it. But uh, I think you said the balance. Um, I thought this movie was incredibly thoughtful, thoughtfully made, um, and the balance achieved by the goofiness and the sort of playfulness and and uh, all of all of what that was. But. No lack for action, no lack for struggle, no lack for a demonstration of strength and will, and no lack for a lesson learned as well, yeah. which is which is awesome. The the twist for me when it comes to the story, the twist about Michael Keaton being the dad, that was I it was unexpected. Unexpected and probably one of the best scenes in any superhero movie in a very long time. <laughs> my God. So before, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. It just came to my head. No, no, no. But but before we go on, uh, it, like it's super late and my children yeah. walked into the room. Hey, do you guys I, mind if, if we get. Oh, no. I want the, burns, very, the little Burns reactions. Very interested yes. in, in hearing because I, I sat next to them in the theater, but I didn't get to talk to them a bunch. <laughs> Brian did sit next to them in the theater and only got sort of the, the walk to the car recap. What do you think? So we'll right. do uh, Zoe's reaction first, and I'm going to give her the headphone so she'll hear everything you're saying. Uh, so CJ, stop cursing. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> and, and you talk to Zoe, and then I'll give you to Christian, okay? All, All right. Let, let's hear it. All let's right. do it. Here's Zoe. Hi, my name is OEM7. I think Wonder Woman was better. Oh, really? Right. And you thought Wonder Woman was better than, than Spider-Man? Yes. Why? Why did you think Wonder Woman was better? Because she did more fighting. She did uh, more fighting. Okay. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I said, too. Not a whole lot of, like, punching people in the face, right? Yes. Yes. It's a very valid reason, Zoe. I can, I can appreciate that. Okay, Anything we're going to give a mic to your movie? brother. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Goodbye, Is there anything Zoe. else you wanted to say? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> head the, head, uh, hand the headphones to Christian. All right, dude. Get in there. Christian right Burns. Right here. Right, Christian my, Burns, right here. hello. Hello. I'm Christian Burns, and I'm nine. All right, Christian Burns. What did you think of the new Spider-Man movie? I think it was way better than Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Yes, and it was way funnier and more action-packed. Awesome. What, what was your What was your, what was your favorite, part? favorite part? Hey, look at this. My favorite part was when they were at um the academic declamation. And Peter saved them from getting crushed to their doom in an elevator. In the elevator that was scene. great. Christian, I have one more question for you. Yes? Because you very thoughtfully put together uh, a response to the trailer, and you were very upset that Iron Man made him give up the suit. How did you feel about that when it happened in the movie? I found that Iron Man had reason to take it away. But when I just saw the trailer, just looked like, Peter did something wrong, and um, Iron Man just wrongfully took the suit. Your your okay. other concern too was the Vulture, right? Being very mechanical and all that. So, what did you think about him now that you saw him in the movie? Still same about the Vulture because he doesn't. He's bald, and <laughs> he's wearing a green suit in everything else. All right, let me ask you one follow up question. What did when did you stay all the way to the end of the credits? Right, you and see the after. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think of the fact that we're going to see the scorpion in the next movie, probably? Yeah, I think that'll be awesome. All right. Brian, anything Thank on you your end? Thank you very much, Christian. I don't have any more questions. That was fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Burns. We appreciate it. You're always welcome on the show, okay? 
You're welcome. Was there any other thoughts that we wanted to share? Now that we got the truly important opinion. <laughs> before I go into yes, I do my have opinion, one thing. what else did you guys want to say about this? What about opinion? the reveal of MJ at the end of the movie? It's not MJ. It's, it's, not, not, it's not Mary Jane Watson. It's not Mary Jane. It, 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 Kevin Feige's actually been very clear, and even after the fact said, not Mary Jane Washington, Watson. Blah. Right. It's just kind of a nice homage, a nice little Easter egg for for those who are fans, but this is, she is but, her own character. She is Michelle. Right. So here's my question, though. She's, you know, my friends call me MJ, and we're tipping the hat that way. Are we actually going to see Mary Jane Watson? Well, who cares? Who cares? I'm just curious. I just Because I'm curious I mean, what else in, in canon is going to, to change, which I'm fine with. I, I'm okay so, with a different so story. So if you really want to talk about canon, I mean – I mean, okay. we change a lot of things. This is, my, this is my turn to talk. My turn to talk. <laughs> Go for As it. As the true Spider-Man fan, I don't care that you named your kid Gwen Stacy. So, if you mm. really want to talk about canon, Mary Jane as a character does not show up until Peter is in college. Mm-hmm. College, right. So, we're, we're talking about high school Peter Parker. His love interests in high school were, you know. Maybe Liz he Allen. falls for Mary Jane Watson more because his first love was this Michelle whatever. Right. And Well, I mean, here's the thing. In the comic book. The reason Mary Jane and Peter become so close and eventually married is due to Gwen Stacy's death. Because Mary Jane was Gwen Stacy's best friend and obviously Gwen Stacy, love of Peter's life. So who knows what they're going to do with it. I saw it coming, if we're just going to talk about that reveal. I saw it coming not just because the the character's name is Michelle. Right before that scene where she says, my friends call me MJ, their mascot runs past and it's a tiger. tiger. He was in there several times. This is coming. It's going to come up. Um, that being said, I am going to write one line in the sequel, one scene in the sequel. Peter needs to be the new mascot and she needs to call him tiger jokingly. Just throw that out there. So Zendaya, she's in, uh, like a couple of the shows my kids watch and they're all terrible. She's going to be the new Hugh Jackman movie too. It's not like real like their shows are really bad. Like yeah. Casey Undercover is particularly bad, but all the shows, right, that she's in are really bad. She was really good. She was really good. Really like good. she was really good. And I was immediately sold on having her back. Um She was I, a good addition to the humor too. I mean, she just she she brought it. I thought the use of Iron Man was fantastic. Just mm-hmm. a guy to sort of pick you up when you fall and really not a whole lot more. Right. right, just not there until you absolutely need him. When you thought you were on your own, like physically that, not there sometimes too. Right, but uh, and but all of it, like I was just impressed by the thoughtfulness throughout the movie. It, it was just very well done. I was thrilled with it. I'm praying the sequel isn't total shit, like basically every other Spider-Man sequel. I like Spider-Man Two. Nope. I like yeah, that's it. For, that's False. a discussion for another time. That being said, Josh saw it with me. He heard me laugh like an idiot and giggle and squee awesome. and gasped. And I was just on the edge of my seat the entire movie. I was so happy. There were no words to describe how happy I was. The, the, only, the only way I've ever been happier in a movie theater is when I first saw the first Spider-Man 2002 sitting next to my dad uh, with Tobey Maguire. That was probably the happiest I've ever been in a movie theater. This was... Brought was, all those feelings back. Was, but it was I better. Like, I like the little nod that they have where he's making the the web, uh, the new web serum, right? The new webbing. And it says webbing 3.0. And I'm like, yeah, it's the third Spider-Man the reboot. 3.0. This is clever. There is a ton, a ton of Easter eggs yep. that you may only catch after the second or third viewing. And you are welcome, people. I watched it that many times. <laughs> I know all of the Easter eggs. I don't think we have time to get into it here. But obviously there were some... You know, nods to Scorpion being in the new movie. Oh, uh, there was nods to famous comic book covers. That scene with him yeah, at with the, the end, that, underneath the rubble, is that was ripped, cool. ripped from a Steve Ditko cover, and yep. it was awesome. The one Easter egg I do want to talk about is Donald Glover's character, mm-hmm. Alan Davis. When we first meet him, he's trying to buy buy some weapons off of the Vulture. He actually, his ears well, perk up I when thought- the guy says... I thought he was what? going to buy surveillance equipment, and they nah, were showing he, him weapons. He he's no he's he literally says I just need a gun. Okay, like cool. I don't need any of this this crazy Fan, stuff. This fancy shit. I this don't need to send shit. somebody back in time. The funny thing is, after he says that line, this guy is like, "Well, you know, we got you know this and that," and then he's like, "And then we got some climbing gear." And he goes, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. Alan Davis in the comic book is a character named Prowler, 
who is a, a bank robber who uses climbing gear to kind of get into like really difficult to reach situations and things like that. But here's the coolest part about that. Um, in the scene where Peter is interrogating him, trying to find out where the vulture's going to be, oh, which well, is a hilarious a scene, scene, a fantastic scene on Tom Holland's part. Um, Donald Glover, you know, it says, hey, I don't want this stuff out on the streets. I got a nephew who lives here. That nephew is Miles Morales. So the really cool part is that we're, we're setting up an idea that this is a, a big, expansive universe with new different characters. We might possibly see Miles Morales, probably not in these next three movies, but maybe in a fourth or fifth movie, we'll have a Miles Morales Spider-Man. As much Spider-Man really as you cool. can give me is all the Spider-Man I can. Yeah, yeah keep, keep going forever. All the Spider-Man, all yeah. the time. Um, other than that, I absolutely agree with everything you guys say. Um, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought right from the get go where you just seeing Peter like document his trip to Berlin and like, he's like in the corner. He's like, okay, there's, there's uh there's Iron Man and there's Captain that America. Awesome. Like, who, who is that guy? Who's that guy? And then you hear him say underoos. He's like, oh crap, I gotta go. Like, it's just oh, everything. He's, oh guys, want. he's big now. Oh, he's big go. now. I gotta oh, go. Oh gosh, oh gosh, he's big. Um, just everything so you want to see out of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, just the, the sheer joy of being Spider-Man and how cool that would be, especially when you're a 15-year-old kid. I, I, I loved every minute of it. I do want to say Michael Keaton as the Vulture, probably one of the best villains we've seen in a Marvel movie besides yep. Loki. He was he, he was a guy who, you know, the story did so much justice to him by giving him a motivation that you understood. Like, you kind of rooted for him at one point. Yeah. Just knowing, like, you know, what he's trying to accomplish. The guy's just trying to provide for his family. He's been constantly kicked down by, you know, people higher up, and he's trying to get back what's his. You know, it's funny is I wasn't, I wasn't rooting for him until we found out he was – the girl's father. Yeah. Yes. And then I was and, like, oh, I kind of wish he gets away. I like, And I, I, I want to go back to that scene because that is, like I said before, that's one of the best scenes. He opens the door and you're like, holy Jenny shit, what's and I happening? literally had jaw drop and went, yeah. what? Like, we were completely caught off guard. You know he's the vulture and Peter knows he's the vulture, but vulture doesn't know what's going on. And that first half of that scene is Peter trying to play it cool, but he's like constantly looking at him out of the corner of his eye while they're taking pictures and stuff. He's got the knife in his hand, and you're thinking he's doing the normal dad stuff that you guys will do with your daughters when they're getting picked <laughs> up for homecoming. Um, but in that car ride down, like Keaton's performance is absolutely amazing, where you'd see him turn from this father who's just being protective of his daughter, realizing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. You see this switch flip. Yeah. And when he parks and he does he does the talk with him and he's you know starts off by first saying, Does she know? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, Oh good, well that means she doesn't. And then it proceeds to just be terrifying. Like, I will kill you and everybody you love. I don't care who you are. I will downright murder you if you get in my way. It was an amazing scene, and the Crazy. tension was just so palpable it was yep. amazing it was awesome um like i said i could probably talk about this for another hour and a half so i'm gonna stop there <laughs> if you really want to know some of my true feelings and, and really inner workings of the fact that i've seen it multiple times and started to pick it apart as much as i can um by all means reach out to us i'll be happy to talk to you uh, about it uh more importantly you know is there any last minute thoughts that you guys want to come up with before we move on nope nope perfect all right so another uh marvel news netflix has cast two new characters for the second season of luke cage um so the first up is uh, a vigilante slash hero they they've cast uh nightshade who is currently nighthawk right now uh, being played by uh tilda johnson yep so First off, let's let's start with that. Does does anybody first off know who Nightshade is and who nope. that character is? No, no idea. Does anybody know who Tilda Johnson is? Nope. Okay. So Here, here's what I like to know. Well, just like who is this person? Why are they important? I mean, I I don't want to say they're important or <laughs> who they. I mean, really, they're okay. they're a, pun, a very Punisher esque character. Um, have some run-ins with Luke Cage every once in a while. I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic, just like in season two of Daredevil, where you had 
uh, Punisher and Daredevil squaring off. And it was interesting because Daredevil was like riding the line and Punisher was, you know, this is what you'll become. I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic because Nightshade is going to be that very, well, I'll do whatever it takes to protect the city. But Luke Cage is, is the exact opposite. He wants to be very, you know, true and hopeful and doesn't ever consider crossing that line, unlike Daredevil. I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. I, I was wondering if you guys thought of anything I said was just bullcrap or if you guys agree with me. Listen, anything that can bring a little more uh, grit and you know violence to Luke Cage would be uh, greatly appreciated, considering that the guy is physically bulletproof. It's nice to, to up the stakes. So if we have a character who's able to to do that, let's bring him on and let's add some more drama to the show. Yeah, but that's not that like that character isn't a villain though. Like not necessarily. Again, like Brian said, like the Punisher, right, is not necessarily a villain. An anti-hero is not a villain. I want but, a, I want a character that I can care about getting hurt and getting broken and and killed and you know Luke is that safe guy where, you know, that's very hard to happen. Where the other one they cast was, um, what, they're calling it Bushmaster. Yeah, the villain Bushmaster being played by Mustafa Shakir from The Night Of. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing I feel about with Luke Cage and any of his villains is because of that I'm unbreakable, I'm unhurtable thing. It's so hard to, you know, feel like there's anybody who can really do anything to him. I think they did a really good job with Diamondback and Cottonmouth last season. So I'm interested to see what they do with Bushmaster. Um, nothing really special about him. He He's going to probably, it's probably going to be another crime lord, like drug ring-esque story. But I'm sure they'll take it in a different direction. And I'm interested to see where it goes. There's one other casting news as far as Netflix shows that I do want to mention. It's pretty recent. I don't know if you guys saw, but Jessica Jones season two added a character. We know who the actress is. We're not really sure who she's playing, but there's definitely some rumors. And I wanted to see if you guys had some thoughts. They cast uh, Leah Gibson uh, in, in a role in the new season of Jessica Jones. And the rumors is that she's going to be Typhoid Mary. Oh, shit. Really? Which, yeah. Which I found interesting because Typhoid Mary is primarily a Daredevil character. Yep. But, but I but think it would be really interesting in Jessica the, Jones. The Netflix Marvel Universe is generally a daredevil universe so i'm i'm fine with that and and i'm fine with daredevil sort of characters and crossovers and villains pervading that that whole universe yeah i mean i am too i also think that you know probably a smart call but uh cj what are your thoughts i, I don't know the the character of that world enough so you know i'm i'm kind of the fish out of water who's just gonna have to watch it and, and kind of give you a reaction once it happens I think it's a smart call just because Jessica Jones doesn't have the rogues gallery or the dearth of villains that, you know, some of these other characters have. Um, I think she fits well. And I'm sorry, Jessica Jones season two happens after Defenders, right? Yes. Also so Luke Cage season two. Is right. Well. So, so I mean, some of the things that we could see in Defenders uh, can kind of help with, with bridging this gap and kind of making it a more, you know, uh, Daredevil centric universe. So, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not – borrow each other's villains. I mean, you're all in the same neighborhood practically. Like you're in yeah. a few you're couple all blocks. You're in the same four like, blocks. So the hell the kitchen right? is very small. Just go ahead and do it. That's fine Typhoid Mary can only be in this block. <laughs> Punisher primarily does the two blocks below it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't travel above that street. That is below me. If they're chasing a villain and they get to 42nd Street, they're like, wait, no, no, no. I can't. Ooh, not my jurisdiction. I'm not so sorry. Not my jurisdiction. I can't go any further. It's like right. drag race. I can't cross over Broadway at all. No, nah, but I, I'm just – I wanted to mention them. I'm so excited for anything Netflix Marvel puts out. I'll even be excited for Iron Fist Season 2 when it comes out. Um, but, you know, I figured we were talking about Marvel and Spider-Man, how great that universe is. I'm just looking forward to a Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two. I think those are going to be amazing. Um, you know, I, I think the Punisher is actually slated uh, to have its own show released later this year. So I think this is an ever expanding universe. It's going to be really cool to watch it grow. Super exciting. So uh, CJ, you you are here and you you tend to like to search the internet for weird topics and issues uh, for us, correct? Yeah, and I would love to get your tech perspective on a few topics this week. It's not, it's not 
theme song. Is that why you introed me? There's no yeah, theme song. Yeah, that is. You know, I was really worried before we started recording. I was thinking, how am I going to introduce Tech Perspective and still do my theme song? And then I was like, oh my gosh, CJ can get out. I can do the theme song. So, Josh, sports is very much part of your nerdy life, right? It's part of who you are as, as a much. nerd within our yes. group. So ESPN is branching out to help other nerds like you, right, to, to kind of get some new avenues to explore within this nerdy world. And they have introduced drone racing leagues that are currently on ESPN right now. Listen, let me be super clear about this. Essentially, what this is is Ender's Game Training. <laughs> right drone listen drone racing is another way of saying naval aviation right you are able to fly unmanned vehicles strategically at high speeds and execute tactics this is not a sport this is warfare are you saying they're going to recruit some of these uh, people like last fight starfighter style to I'm like, not even look I, operate that drones? that f- that thought is is not even like that's the that's the very beginning of it. Like, okay. I I'm, I'm not thinking Brian, I'm not thinking this is we're going to recruit the best. I think this is a sport created to find UAV drivers. That right there is the plot to Ernest Klein's Armada, and that's exactly what I thought too when I heard about this. Like, oh, these are the people. This is how you find the people right. who can do this, and then just right. bring them into the military. Yeah, this isn't think. like, oh, we'll take the winner and proposition. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, this oh, well, this is, we're going to put people right. We yeah. need to know who the best is, so let's create a whole sport. You think for a second, like, do you really think for a second that, like, drones organically became a part of Americana? It's not a it's not a fucking mistake, people. Put on like, your tinfoil hats, people. We're going Seriously. There. Like, I mean, you, all these kids. And, and, you know, here's the thing. There are two things that happen with most drones. You open them out of the box, and they're immediately lost in a tree. Like, <laughs> Right. Those two things happen, except for like the the one percent, right? That can can control it regardless of the wind conditions. They just know what they're doing, and you're like, this four year old is going to destroy a nation. <laughs> well, it's like that fifteen year old kid or like twelve year old kid who won that uh, contest in Dubai. And there's a there's a guy in the corner, like you can barely see him. He's three houses over, but he's there with uh, a monocle smoking a cigarette. I'm I'm telling you. <laughs> This is what's happening, right? But now we're putting on an ESPN. This is an awful idea. <laughs> so I had I had two thoughts. The moment I read this, I had two thoughts. And the first one was, this feels like something that should be on ESPN The Ocho. The Ocho, for sure. <laughs> it's on uh, ESPN 2 and ESPN 1. Secondly, I was, uh, I was curious when the Fast and Furious Drone League movie would be coming out. Never. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Doesn't uh, matter if you win by an inch or a meter. Winning is winning. <laughs> Those dudes get attacked by drones. They don't fly them. Because like Tej said in the last one, for, for those of us who like to get a bit more hands-on, right? They don't, they, don't, they don't do unmanned vehicles. They get in them. I didn't say it had to star Vin Diesel. I'm thinking more like Jay Burchell. <laughs> you just do the spinoff. <laughs> How to train your dragon, but drones? <laughs> How to train your drones. That's, that's, no, that's right there. I would love to see that. Listen, uh, <laughs> it's going to be on ESPN2 and ESPN uh, until July 28th are the, the finals, the, the final eliminations uh, in London, apparently. Uh, so uh, if you're interested in seeing some drone racing, which is, I just think is a really weird concept. Uh, I hope they integrate this into ESPN. the Kingsman 2. Oh, dude. <laughs> Because I mean, like, like actually showing how the new recruits have to win this drone thing. Do you have to shoot your dog at the end of it? Yes. <laughs> okay. You have to shoot your drone. Dog. <laughs> you have to find drone, drone, dog. drone dog. Drone dog. <laughs> right. Shoot fight. your drone dog. More importantly, for those of you looking for something to watch until July 28th, just continue watching baseball. <laughs> it's been excellent. Or just go see Spider-Man Homecoming. A bunch of times. Uh, a bunch I gotta of times. See it, I got to see it again. Maybe. Maybe twice in one night. When you go see it again, call me. I'm still not at my quota of six. You got it. Brian Evelyn Thornton. Uh, C- CJ Thaddeus Mellon. <laughs> oh, Thaddeus. I like Thaddeus. Uh, you are a guy who likes to play tabletop games and, and games with friends, right? Oh, yes. Board you games? know, I, 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 I claim that I have friends that I sometimes play these tabletop games with. Yes. These are just your servants. that you. These are people you hire to come to the place. I, I mean, state, right? I, I'm pretty sure my mom still pays people to be my <laughs> friends. 
So my Wait, mom's still, cutting the check. Still, That's which right. implies that she did at one point. Oh, pay most certainly. I, I didn't have any friends. You, wait, hold on, you Josh. Would, Josh, you don't get your monthly check? Uh, you need I, to. Look, listen you, need, listen. you need to talk to Mom I, I actually, if you haven't gotten your check. I would, I would pay to keep Brian in my life. So... <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I don't require. I require no. He checks. gets so, the checks. He mails them back. Return the sender. <laughs> <laughs> You've never cashed a check, not one. Uh, so Hasbro is actually launching a subscription service for games. Uh, it's it's forty nine ninety nine per crate. You get two options, uh, and it's basically new games as well as some familiar games, some for parties. Uh, you know, a lot of people are moving on to the subscription services. Josh talked about Amazon Wardrobe last week and, and everybody else who's who's doing these kind of things. What do you think about the fact that you can get games delivered that um, games delivered to your door in a, in a box? I think and and not being a sort of regular like game night. I don't have a like I've never had a game night with friends. We don't I, my friends don't really do that. I grew up playing games, but well, Josh, I, next next game night. You're invited. Well, invite I have me. a weekly um, game night. I don't like see that's the thing is I don't understand how these work, but I think that if I'm if I'm part of a group that enjoys game night, having a different crate of games shipped to my house monthly would be about the most badass thing ever. Well, hold on. So it's every three months. Whatever, dude. Any amount of time. You gotta play a bunch of games a bunch of times. So let me so let let me let me clarify. Um, it, like CJ said, it is every three months you get three games shipped to you and you have two choices. You have pretty much like kid friendly family style stuff and you have more like party games for adults. Like, you know, you know, you know, that game where you put the stupid thing in your mouth and you oh, try to dude, say whatever's on the My kids fun. got me that for Father's Day and that's based on, uh, one of my favorite YouTube follows, Joe Santagato. Yes. He created that game and it's so good. Apparently, one of the games you get in this is an NSFW version of this game. So you, you probably have to say some pretty nasty stuff um, like, you know, Eleanor Ripley's Gaping Chasm with that thing in your mouth. Uh, so he, here, here's the thing. I love the idea as, as a concept. I'm like, yes, I'm on board because I'm constantly searching for new games. I have a couple tubs worth of games just sitting in, in crates for like game night that we, you know, break out or like I pull out 40 or 50 games. I'm like, okay, which game are we going to play? And then we have to decide. So having something come, you know, even once every three months would be really cool. This, How often do you play the cones of Dunshire? Um, I play, I play the cones. I try to play the cones of Dunshire once a month. Um, it's extremely difficult. I have yet to win. Um, and, and, and for those of you who are thinking of orchestrating a game night, let me let me give you some solid advice. Do not be the game master, as they call them, the one who orchestrates it and buys the games and teaches everybody how to play the games. You will lose every single game you purchase. That has been my experience. I get all of these games. I never get to win. I never get to win. It's you're very just, upsetting. Maybe you're just a bad gamer. No, it's not that. It's just that I have shit luck. It's always like it always comes down to a, a random dice roll and I just lose it all. It's I don't terrible. Like, I don't like playing I don't like playing games of chance like that. So well but see, here's the thing. A lot I of prefer, the games that we I play prefer, I prefer strategy. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these games we play are strategy based. They're they're extremely strategic, and that's my problem with this box. These boxes this box is primarily geared towards if you don't have a family party games like you know group trivia games and and things like you know put this shit in your mouth and say this phrase i'm not a huge fan of those types of games i think they're enjoyable maybe once or twice i'm all about the strategy stuff all about and i would name games but you wouldn't know what i'm talking about but uh, i mean normally I'm, I'm more strategic based and when i read about this hasbro subscription i didn't get that that was the kind of the games you would be getting I did read there's one, and I don't know which crate it's in, and it seems really interesting, that integrates a board game with a virtual reality yeah, phone app, which yep. is pretty cool. So I almost purchased it just to try and get that game, because that <laughs> seems like pretty pretty decent, because it gives you a little headset. You load up the app on your phone, and you're in this pyramid or this temple, and you need to describe everything you're seeing to the other players so that they can try and advance you room to room on the board. Hmm. Seems pretty interesting. Um, so I may still sign up for this, hopefully to, to get that. So my point is if there was a box that had something more strategic in it, I'd be all over this because 
I I watch a bunch of YouTube videos about gaming. I go on Kickstarter and I kickstarted a couple games to try and get some new fresh stuff. Because as much as I love the games that I have, sometimes, you know, when you're doing it week to week, they get old and you're like, "Ah, I don't feel like playing that. You're trying to find something new. And this is perfect. If they had something, you know, a little bit different, I would totally be all over this. So it's got promise, but, you know, not necessarily all of us throwing down money. I'll tell you what right now. I'll probably I'll go to the site. I'll sign up for the first box. And I'll let you know what you guys what I think. All right, that's good. Brian and Josh. Every week. Every week we do a segment now. It's called the nerd degree. It's where that kind of nerd gives a, a topic, a product, a movie, the third degree, an inquisition of sorts, and we tell you if it passes or if it fails. So this week's nerd degree comes in with an Indiegogo campaign for a smart wallet that has a built-in camera for catching thieves. Before we get into the product itself, did you guys watch the video explaining what this is? Yeah, I mean, it's but it's, how did it's you know what to punch more, everybody in the face? It's way more than a smart wallet with a camera. Like it has it's a charger, a charger a for your phone. It's, it's got RAM. Everything. It's got mobile hotspot. It's got um, GPS locator. It even comes with a boat. I hear <laughs> it, it. It's but, a lot of things, man. It's then, called the Vulture Man. You look at it, and when you look at it, you realize. It can hold essentially three credit cards and two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I'm, I'm like, look, I don't have a George Costanza wallet, but I, you know, I have, I have a wallet, and I need I to carry things. I gotta drive a car. Just drive a car. Sorry, like, <laughs> that's my fault, guys. It's my fault. Hey, no, Dave, no, it's totally hey, relevant. To got a wallet. <laughs> drive a car. Got a wallet. Drive a car. Back on track. Back on track. So hey Steve, we're gonna eat a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're gonna go pet a dolphin. <laughs> Another like, one of Michael Keaton's greatest performances ever. It just really is. I like the wallet. I like the charging capability. I don't like its storage capacity. And I understand that because of all the other things, it has to sacrifice storage capacity. I don't need a camera because my wallet is never out of my back pocket except for when I take it out to use it and then I put it directly back in my back pocket. So it's not a problem. Here's the thing for me. I, I, I mean, I bought a, a really slim uh, USB phone charger, right? It's it's 2,500 uh, milliamps, so it's enough to charge my, my phone. Not quite enough, but yes. Yeah, enough to charge it, right? Not full charge, right? But it's enough to, to get me back into a, a place where I'm a little desperate to get the low battery indicator, right? And just plug it in and, and get back to it out of that. Uh, I can get a, a tile slim for $30 uh, and put that into a normal size wallet that can hold more cards. And I, I, I don't need a mobile hotspot. I, like, that's what my phone is for. Are that's you what losing the your wallet? Are you really losing your wallet? Oh, dude, all the time. Are you serious? I don't yep. understand that. Do you not, See, are do you you not know an adult? Me? Do you know how to adult? No, I don't know how to adult. I'm just a father of two, 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 two children, but I do not know how to adult. I lose my wallet in the couch. Are you seriously losing your fucking room. wallet? I lose my Who wallet all the time. Who doesn't come into their house and put their wallet in the same spot every, me, every day? Me. I lose my wallet all the time. You and my wife are the only people I know who can lose the same shit but, every but listen, fucking day. So here's the My deal wife with her keys and her badge for work. Yeah, me too. They're in two every different day. places every day. Every day. And you never know where. Every day. Like, same thing. How'd they, how, wait, how'd that end up under the Christmas tree? How did that end up there? Mm. I don't know. But yep. I must have put it there when I came home <laughs> yep. because that's the, that's that's the most logical is. place that it seemed yeah. that I could put it when I came in the door. Here's, 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 my, here's, here's the issue. That's what happened, CJ. $5 for the little thin mobile charger, $30 for a tile, maybe $20 for a wallet. I have a fundamental problem with spending money for something to hold my money, but we'll get to pass that. Uh, the the Volture Man is $139. Wait wait wait, 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 wait. Did you just say you have trouble spending money on something that holds your money? Oh, yeah. I have, a real, I have real issues with buying a wallet. I have – like a ridiculous expensive wallet. Yeah, no, I that makes no fucking sense. I have sense to a me. ridiculous no, expensive wallet. The fact that you have to empty to your me, wallet to buy a new no, no, wallet no. Is, is maddening. No, no, no. How old is your wallet? Two years. And what does it look like? Looks actually pretty pretty good. Do you want me to you want me to show it to you? I can't you, because if, I don't know where it is. If it makes noise when you open it, I don't well, want to. It's hear got about a money it. clip on it, so <laughs> here's the thing. I have a ridiculous expensive 
Toomey ballistic nylon wallet that I've had for now three plus years, and it looks like it's brand new. It doesn't wear at all, and it's perfect. That's why I spend money on a wallet, because I want it to look good as well as feel good and hold up. It does that. I don't need all this bullshit, and now that I know that you constantly lose your fucking wallet, I'm vetoing this nerd degree. I'm giving it my score, about it, not about it, it's a negative five. Brian, do any of these features look redeeming to you? No, they're they're absolutely stupid and terrible because I'm right with Josh. I don't understand how anybody can lose a wallet. I really don't. If I'm in a public place and someone brushes my shoulder, I do the quick check. Like, okay, you know, just making sure I like if I'm like walking down a busy street, <laughs> I put my hands in my pocket because nobody's going to get in my pocket while my hands are in there. Ready, ready is- for something that's going to infuriate no. you even more? No, uh. CJ, I'm buying you a bowl. I'm buying you a bowl, a bowl. A bowl for your wallet and your keys. And your keys. Are you ready for this? Where Where do you put your wallet in your pockets? Which pocket? Back pocket. Back left. Back right. Okay. You want to know where I put it? Wherever the fuck I want. There's what? no set pocket. No. No. Where do you no, put no. your phone? Where do you put where, your phone? Where do you put your phone? My left pocket. Left. Left pocket. Whichever pocket's available. No. No. Madness. You need to have a system. This CJ. is anarchy. This madness. is chaos and madness. There so is absolutely keys go in the no right way. pocket. Phone goes in the left. While it goes in the back, my keys, my, my, and my, when I say keys, it's my key fob for my BMW and my one house key. That's it. You you gotta, you gotta drop the BMW. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because I can, because I fucking drive a BMW. (laughs) It goes in that, that pocket that isn't your right pocket, but it's above the pocket. That's where that that goes. You know what goes in my right pocket? Nothing. That's false. Cash and my AirPods. Okay. In my left pocket, you know what's there? Your phone. My phone all the time. All right. You know what's in my left rear pocket? This is a fun game. What's in your pocket? I don't know what's in there. My lens wipe. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else. And in my right rear pocket, my wallet. Jesus Christ, CJ. <laughs> I need so here's to figure the deal. out your life. <laughs> the uh, the Volter Man, right, is $238 retail on the Indiegogo right now. One of them, just one, just one of them is 139 on the Indiegogo right now. You're saving 41% by doing this. Nope. This is ridiculous. I go with Josh. I give it a negative 18. How negative can I go? Eh, whatever. We use the same scale every week, so it's okay. Negative 1,000. That's, that's about as it's not about it as you can Terrible get. idea. Terrible. My wallet is awesome. It's got Spider-Man on it. It looks kind of <laughs> professional. Your wallet makes a oh, noise are you when ready you open for this? it. It so doesn't I, make a noise. You guys are going to love this. Are you ready? Doesn't this was 100% funded in one day. There's a ton of people who don't know how to adult like you. Like, listen, a Wi-Fi hotspot is not necessary. Wireless charging in your wallet, unnecessary. So to, so to recap the scores, Josh is a negative five. CJ is a negative 18. That, I am a negative A negative thousand. five is as low as I go. I, I, yeah, this is a terrible, terrible idea. Like, <sighs> on a scale of one to five, for me, it's a negative five. Right, that we were doing on a scale from one to five. Like, we always right. do. We always do a scale from one to five. Always. Yep. And that's yep. how not about it I am. Right. That is our nerd degree for this week. Okay. Well, um... I just want to say thank you, CJ, for being able to come onto the show. It's like glad to be here. Congratulations on the Gwen Stacy baby. I know someone else wanted to say congratulations as well. Uh, so real quick. No, don't. CJ. don't. <laughs> Fucking God damn it. <laughs> uh, I miss Bane so I, much. Hi, Bane. How are I you? I heard the fire was rising in your pants, CJ. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> in his loins. Oh, you Spot have right. a, a young, a young child, a, a little spawn of the melon clan, <laughs> I hear. That, that's right, Bing. Yep, that's that's accurate. I wanted to give you some advice, CJ, mm-hmm. for the second child that you were born into this world. <laughs> yes. First of all, CJ, as soon as you can, teach her how to break back. <laughs> it will come up later in life. She will be able to make the melon clan great again. <laughs> With her ability to break bats. Also, CJ. Yes, Bane. As soon as she can walk, I highly recommend you throw her into a deep, dark pit. <laughs> Wait until she's about eight years old before she can climb out. She will be strong, much unlike you, CJ. 
Well, I, I at least appreciate you. You will not be in control, CJ. <laughs> oh, Bane. Thank you so much for, for all the, the fatherly advice. That's fantastic. So that's our show. If you want to wish CJ uh, congratulations on his Gwen Stacy baby or even give him some advice, you absolutely uh, can find us at Facebook and Twitter at That Kind of Nerd. Uh, you can also share your thoughts uh, by calling us at 484-373-4119. So if there's a show that or a movie you want us to cast again, or if you wanted to just you know talk a little bit about your thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming, we welcome the opinions. Or if you can't adult and you need this wallet and you don't agree with our negative scores, please let us know. Uh, so thank you very much for making us your walk around the neighborhood, your swinging through the city, or your drive to work. And we will see you next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like the Martha as a platform was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And my Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, cause you are that kind of nerd. It's so weird to hear someone else intro this show, by the way. Can I just say how weird that is to me? I asked a question, he goes, ooh, tough one. I don't know what the answer is to that. How about we listen to Ed Sheeran's latest song? I was like, no thanks. He goes, thank God, no one wants to listen to that. Can I help you with something else? Just tell anything. I'm listening. I need you to pause for a second, because I spilled whiskey. Oh, God everywhere it's everywhere i'm j- i'm just trying to help where i can